welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Alyssa Reed, the Director of Health and Product at Contact Harold. Contact Harold is a subsidiary of SafeDome. SafeDome is an Australian technology device company providing Bluetooth-driven products with tracing capability and information storage. Contact Harold is an Australian-owned and operated technology firm getting companies back to business safely while preserving privacy, delivering real-time contact tracing capabilities. Alyssa is passionate about developing products that will enhance consumer experience and quality of life and empower health consumers, develop collaborative partnerships with health service providers in this transforming landscape of health service design and delivery. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? Hi, Pete. I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's been a hectic year for all of us, but particularly for yourself. And it's going to be great to learn a bit more about Contact Harold. I've been excited about this chat for weeks and weeks and weeks. So thank you for making the time. Look, let's set the scene then, Contact Harold. What is it? Who's it for? And what problem does it solve? Contact Harold is a wearable card, just like, you know, a staff ID or a swipe access card that workers, visitors, contractors, residents were within a defined facility and it is Bluetooth enabled and it's a contact tracing system that really is designed for closed environments where there are at any given point in time multiple people interacting with each other also in workplaces where physical distancing inhibits being able to perform the functions of the job, such as food manufacturing. So it's a means of being able to record a close proximity events in a discreet manner. It's a wearable, so it's like wearing a badge saying, we're all in this together. This is part of our COVID safe plan. And it acts like an insurance policy for the organisation knowing that the technology smarts behind the card enable a workplace should there be a declaration of symptoms or a positive case of COVID to within, I'm not exaggerating, within seconds enact a contact trace which means notifying all of the recorded close contacts that that suspected or confirmed case has had within the previous 20 days. So contact tracing, that's something that we've talked about so much and I could try and explain it to you, but there's different ways that it's done and I'd love to get from your perspective. How do companies normally do it? If they didn't use contact Harold, how would they do contract tracing? Why would they do it? What's the layman's explanation of how it all works and then that gap then that, that you fill in by having a technology solution to do that? I might just provide a little preamble to that. Contact tracing actually has been used for a really long time for communicable diseases such as, you know, sexual health conditions, Ebola, those sorts of things. It's a methodology that has been employed by health professionals and infection control sectors for a really long time to stem the spread of communicable diseases. So cut to COVID-19 and in Australia. So WorkSafe Australia has recommendations published for employers to meet their additional obligations to provide a safe workplace. 
in this COVID world, employers are obligated to keep records of their cleaning protocols, procedures and actions, as well as record keeping of who's on site at any given time. So WorkSafe Australia and the states and territories have slightly differing uh, recommendations. However, they seem to be recommending and do provide templates for record keeping for contact tracing purposes. So it's an Excel spreadsheet. That's pretty much the recommendation from that regulatory body. Businesses, it depends on the sector and I guess it depends also on the organisation's relationship with technology as well and the scale of each organisation. You know, a small business, it wouldn't be to their detriment to keep an Excel spreadsheet because it's such a, you know, a small scale thing. Whereas when you're talking about, let's say, a distribution centre that employs a 1,000 workers that work rotating shifts and there's also casual workers, contractors, suppliers. So there's a multitude of people that could be on site at any given time. This is where manual record keeping is less effective and can be open to risk and And I think like any process, the more that you rely on an individual doing something, the more likely that that something won't get done. And even with smartphone applications that are like for tracking, whether it's contact tracing or even if it's logging your time, you know, because you're a lawyer and this is how long you worked on something, it relies on that person stopping and starting. And I guess that's where I found Contact Harold really interesting is that from what I can tell, it's a card that I guess if it was just on the person, do they have to do anything to it to be able able to make it say that they're starting and stopping this or it's just like they wear it and that's it and magic happens behind the scenes thank you for asking that question it's ridiculously simple pete there is a registration process that happens so when a workplace or a team is distributed with their contact herald cards as simple as scanning the card, putting in name, best contact number and an email address and then the card, you press a button on the card and it's activated and it stays on. So that was part of the design when we were testing different designs did we want to have the card have replaceable batteries and, you know, have them to turn it on and off? And we actually found that there was a little bit of loss of compliance having an on-off button. So that was absolutely purposeful design to have a completely sealed card with the battery and the Bluetooth technology sealed within. And once you click the button, it is always on. So no need to turn it off and on every time your shift starts. And just on that point, our technology, it's a tracing device. It doesn't track. Contact Herald is only interested in recording when it's in proximity to one or more other Contact Herald cards. It doesn't care where you are. It doesn't care who you are. So its core function is to record those proximity events. And when we were deciding on the configuration, we decided to configure to two-minute time slices rather than 15-minute 
time slots because sometimes in different workplaces there are different working situations and you know if you're having to yell across machinery and you can't maintain physical distancing there is a higher probability for transmission to occur we actually I think it was about a month ago, the Centre for Disease Control published that contact tracing should be done at a two-minute increment. So we were ahead of the game in that. And it's funny when you talked about the tracing, not tracking, I randomly came across that setting on my iPhone that tells me where I've been for the past 15 years. And it seems to remember every little trip that I've had to every random location because I took a photo there or because I did something else. So I guess that would provide reassurance to end users or companies around like the purpose of what you're trying to achieve is the only thing that it's doing. It's not doing all these ancillary things. Yeah. And part of our development and our key benefits are absolutely preserving people's privacy and securing their personal information. That's another point of difference between Contact Herald and a smartphone-based option because if you have something loaded on your smartphone, like a contact tracing app, it does have access to your metadata. That could be people in general. We were just following the news cycle very early on where apps were being deployed around the world and there seemed to be a common theme that people were concerned about, you know, their personal information and the privacy aspect. So this is where our product stands head and shoulders above. The rest is that it's designed to do one thing and that is purely to record proximity events. Yeah. And I guess as a company that would be deploying the solution, they've got enough problems or enough things to worry about or risks to take on that's not or something that they don't want a, a privacy concern or something to have to deal with by deploying something that they feel is a mandatory kind of thing they'll need to be able to keep the business running, which gets me interested. You talked around employees that might be in, say, a manufacturing environment or something like that that would be using the card. So from what industries are your customers from most likely? Yes, surprisingly, when we launched Contact Herald, we targeted the health and aged care sectors. That's absolutely the front line of the problem or the solution, rather. But it actually has been surprisingly sectors such as construction. Construction have like a major, major sector representation in our customer base. So construction, manufacturing, mining smaller aged care facilities where there's quite an innovative CEO that sees technology as a benefit rather than a hindrance or it's too hard. We didn't anticipate not the popularity, but the the utility across multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a positive thing, isn't it, I guess? And there are so many industries that need to come back to work for many reasons, not just to be on the front line of healthcare, but to be able to keep the economy going and just to be able to make sure we can have the day-to-day things that you don't even think about that need to get done. Absolutely. And I think also because our system or our solution makes the workplace the first line of defence, if you consider that at the workplace under, you know, work safe laws and organisational governance that part of COVID is doing a health declaration every day. So it's 
such a critical shift of the process of identifying suspected cases of COVID at the gates of the workplace rather than somebody continuing to come into work who is shedding the virus and infecting susceptible people going out into the community and transmitting and that sort of thing and not until they're feeling unwell enough to go to the GP is it picked up. And I think in Victoria in particular, because I believe it may have been introduced now or is to be introduced that there will be random asymptomatic testing happening at workplaces. So this just ties in so neatly with our system to be very proactive in the screening of potential or confirmed cases of COVID to then get people from the workplace immediately to get tested and immediately isolate until they have test results, which means the community transmission stops. No, that's awesome. It's going to be an interesting development there. The product's been out for a while and as I understand, you've been utilised in other parts of the world as well. What would you say is a lesson that you guys have learnt in doing this or something that you've picked up that you wouldn't have thought of when you launched? Obviously, you've learnt a little bit more about the industries that might be utilising the product, but what else have you learnt? I think there's two answers that I can give. One being we set ourselves up with the target sectors being health and aged care. And the lesson there was in business and especially in the startup tech space, you have to be agile. You have to shape shift to where the consumer interest is coming. And we really didn't anticipate the construction and manufacturing and distribution centers being the champions, but that's really where our core customer base is. We haven't given up on health and aged care. I think it's just a different pace and you know, there's different bureaucracy involved. That was definitely a lesson that you've got to be resilient as well. You've got to look at the results, evaluate, improve, pivot. Sorry, I hate that word. It's so overused. But really, you do, you've got to, you know. It's the year of the pivot, Alyssa. It's got to be said. It's only going to get more popular. <laughs> the year of the pivot, 2020. Absolutely. And the second learning was how incredibly powerful being a known brand is in the market. On the flip side, being a new entity in the market, how do you how do you gain credibility from such a 180 pivot in terms of product and sector that we were looking to? Because until you have runs on the board, you could have the most effective offering. But if you're a no-name, that's been interesting. It's a challenge that many that check out this show would be feeling. It doesn't matter how good the technology is or the solution that's been created. There's that extra challenge around getting that credibility, building up um, a capability reference sites and then scaling the product from there. So that's always going to be difficult, but it's good to see that you've progressed around that area. Look, let's close things out, Alyssa. Been a pretty hectic 2020 for you guys. What's on the horizon or the future for Contact Herald? Unfortunately, for lifestyle purposes, I think we're going to be COVID mindful for the next three to five years. We will strive to continue to customise our product suite 
according to what our consumers are asking for. For example, you know, now that we've got organisations that are in the mining industry, we're now developing explosive safe wearables. You know, they have different rating, a different, slightly different manufacture than standard offering. We are building card reading capabilities at scale. So we're looking at automating the whole flow in regard to, let's say, in the mining industry where there's a distinct shift finish and start. You've got groups of people walking from site that they just walk through a gateway and their card proximity so just auto-uploaded. That also has application in when things open up a bit more, in entertainment festivals and that sort of thing. So we are testing an offering in the QR code space, but we need to ensure that it fits well, that we can deliver a QR code that meets our very strict privacy and security standards. So that's in the pipeline. So also pre-COVID, we had started developing a solution for independent living solutions. So to have our ageing population living independently with confidence longer, as well as looking at systems within the healthcare sector for, you know, real-time patient flow and decision support and bed management systems so that all resources are optimised and, you know, the clinical time is always being optimised. A lot of things in the pipeline are going to be a busy 2021 and beyond for you guys. So I look forward to hearing about all those things as they come up. I'll put some details about Contact Harold and everything you do in the show notes of this episode, Alyssa, and I wish you all the best for everything to come. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Pete, and thanks for your very early on support of us. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Make sure you go check out our website for all our resources, including this podcast and the largest directory of technology solutions available to Australian healthcare practitioners today. Until next time, I'm out of here.